0: Today our guest on Leave Your Mark is Adam Jablin. He's a best-selling author of Holic he is an entrepreneur he's recently sold his family business for nine digits he is a creator of the hero project coaching program and he has online program called elevation experience and he is a recovering addict from drugs and alcohol and he's clean and sober for 14 years sober now and most importantly he is a child of god and he is
1: our guest today on Leave Your Mark. Hi there and welcome. Now it's time for America's favorite podcast. Leave your mark with your host, Vince Cortez. If it's flat, loose fit it, it's Cortez. If freezing shoppers in it, it's Cortez. Leave your mark. It's about inspiring the world. One guess at a time. Pass the word from Brooklyn to Pittsburgh, from urban to suburb, it's Cortez, you heard? And here is our host, Vince Cortez. Today
0: on Leave Your Mark is the topics are the faculties of your mind. And what we're reviewing on Leave Your Mark is is determining factors of what help shape these people in their moments in the faculties of your mind of which are your consciousness, your perception, your judgment, your imagination, your reasoning, and your memory. So we're going to touch on those characteristics today with Adam and his journey being the person that he is today, coming from where he was. Adam, thank you for coming. I appreciate you spending your time with us and sharing your story. What I'd like to do, Adam, is just take you from the point of which you knew you had to make a turnaround. Let's go from your darkest point moving forward here. So share with us today when you realized you had to make a conscious decision about the direction of your life.
2: I would have to say that that moment came to me during my intervention. Again, I wasn't even fully convinced at that time that I was an alcoholic and an addict. One of the last questions I said at my intervention was, does this mean I can't drink again? but I knew I was out of control and I knew things were bad. And I listened to those letters and how painful it was for my family. And I agreed to get help. I agreed to get help. I went through my first nine days of rehab, trying to prove everybody that I was fine. The most dedicated, disciplined rehab patient they'd ever seen, 5 a.m. morning meditation, 12 step groups, inner child groups, Every, every time there was something, I was five minutes early. I want to show them that there was nothing wrong with me. And what they were teaching me started to crack something inside of me, Vinny. The denial, the wall that I had built up, it started cracking. Wow. And everything they taught me made sense. I remember the first time I said, I'm an alcoholic and an addict. I was doing it because I thought there were cameras on. In the rehab center. That's Uh, out there. Putting on a little role modeling. Putting on a little show, you know? And Mm -hmm. I want to make sure that I played the part and I showed everyone that I was doing my best. This is like day two, by the way. Maybe day one. Oh, wow.
0: So they were really
2: long days to start. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, it's five in the morning, and I I say, for the first time, I say out loud, hi, I'm Adam, and I'm an alcoholic and an addict. And I kid you not, Vinny, it was like a 600-pound gorilla came off of my shoulders like wow. it made sense like oh wait that's why I got a DUI that's why I always fight with my wife that's why I'm always writing these letters that's why I'm always apologizing that's why we get in the fight like it made sense yeah and then within a split second it was like now what wow how, how do I watch the Jets with my dad <laughs> how do I go out how do I socialize how do I even behave you know so there was how relief lot. so how long were you an addict for then. How long has that been going on? I would say I crossed the line from a heavy drinker slash party maniac to an alcoholic and an addict around 24, 23, 24. And I got sober at 30.
0: So you're six years involved deeply.
2: Oh yeah, obviously. Now now let me say this, this is no fault of hers. This is how the alcoholic mind thinks. My wife hated my drinking. She could smell it on my breath. Hated it. So I found Xanax. You know, you couldn't plug this hole in me without this spitting it. You know what I mean? So, and then I started mixing that, and the anxiety would kick up because I, once you put your anxiety down to here for no reason other than medication, it comes up higher. It's a wow. terrible seesaw, terrible seesaw. And I would need ambient to sleep, and I was taking Percocets and Oxycontins before I worked out so I wouldn't feel my injuries with speed and amphetamine. So, I mean, I became a full round the clock alcoholic and addict but alcohol was always my baby always always my baby
0: easiest one to get a hold of no it's almost the um the ritual part of it was it hypnotizes you know you're talking you're talking about the ice It, it was part of the stimuli It was the beginning of it really if you think about it before you put in your system you're going through your little ritual and there you are
2: there you are there you
1: are if you are listening from Australia, Florida, or just from around the corner, from East Coast to West Coast outlets, if you're not to the dirty South straight, make a left and Contact us, leave your mark, with your host, Vince Cortez.
0: I think that your story is so beyond that. You've hit yeah. this now, you're making your recovery, and you're relearning or learning for the first time the steps you're going to take to move forward in life.
2: Yeah, learning for the first time. That was in and out of treatment centers. That's not my story. Okay. This whole thing was a new was was new to me. I thought if I'm making the money, if I'm to work on time, if I can get to the gym, I'm not an alcoholic in and an addict. Wow. That's what I thought.
0: So that's where they come up with the functioning alcoholic or functioning drug addict term. Okay.
2: The funny thing is, you know, there's a dichotomy to it, right? Uh huh. Yeah, you're functioning, but I mean, I'm functioning to the point that I walk into an intervention. Yeah. So are are you really functioning? You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, you're walking that middle line. You're showing, I probably do need help. I'm bold enough to be here, but not convinced enough to wholeheartedly say, I'm not doing this anymore. It's still a part of me.
2: I'd sworn it off a million times. Uh And I'll stop doing this. And I'll stop doing that. And I'll I'll just drink beer and wine. I won't drink hard liquor. (laughs) And I'll stop all the pills. You know, when it comes to that, I'm a garden variety alcohol fanatic. There's nothing unusual in my story.
0: Nothing. So then you turn, you're going in here, you're having your epiphany moment, and you're realizing that it's time to do something else with yourself. Now, you're already married at this point, right? Yeah. Okay, so your family and your wife are going to help pull you through this. So what was your initial move or your initial decision? When did you decide, it's like, okay, if this isn't it a came, part of my life, yeah, this is what I'm going to do.
2: form of a panic attack, which now I know was a, a real spiritual experience. Um, But I felt, Vinny, I I couldn't sleep. I was shivering. I was freaking out. My rehab roommates were begging me to go to the nurse's office. I was keeping them up with all my shenanigans because I was freaking out, you know? Mm -hmm. And um, this is on day nine. I'm supposed to be picked up day 10. And I go to the nurse's office and I'm, I'm breathing heavy and I'm freaking out. I'm like, Adam, what's wrong? Like, What's wrong? And I said, I think this is real. I think I'm an alcoholic and addict. I think I have to stay. I think I have to stay. Wow. He said, so? And I'm like, I told my family 10 days. You know what I mean? How are they going to take the news? How are they going to? And they're like, I think they'll be okay. And this is five o'clock in the morning. I run to the phones, which is a weird thing in rehab, call my wife. And I say, listen, um, are you sitting down? I have some really bad news. And she goes, sitting down, I'm sleeping. You woke me up. You woke the baby up. What's going on? She thinks I got stabbed. She doesn't know what's going on in rehab. And I'm like, I'm an alcoholic and an addict, and I have to stay. And there was this silence of any silence. And all of a sudden, I heard, we were never going to come pick you up. We were never going to come pick you up. Don't you see? It's you, Adam. It's you. It's Adam needs this, and Adam needs that. Adam can't do 28 days, and Adam will only try 10 days, and Adam needs to go to the gym, and Adam needs to drink, and Adam, 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 Adam. And I saw two of me which is called the parallel process and this thing you're talking about with psychology. And I literally saw two of me. I saw myself clear as day. There was this guy who was the arrogant, jerk, alcoholic addict that said, that got back on the phone and was like, listen, bitch, get in the car, pick my ass up, get the divorce papers ready. I don't need any of this. There's that guy or there's this other guy. I didn't know if he had to become religious. I didn't know if he had to be, Baptized. I didn't know if he had to wear a yarmulke. I didn't know if he had to be poor. I didn't know what, But I knew he was sober. I jumped into that guy with both feet, and I never looked back. Wow. I never looked back.
0: That's amazing. I mean, you had the proverbial flicking of the switch. You basically had enough. What a great conversation she had with you. Were you expecting that? You're calling her uh, up to tell her tell you bad news. She had worse news for I, you than you had uh, for
2: her. Yeah. I was expecting crying, sadness,
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh,
2: disappointment. None of that. No. <laughs> None of that. Laughter.
0: You got to love that woman. She's a good girl.
2: She's
0: a good one, man. That, that would be your proverbial tough love right there. That's how it's done. Yeah. You come out of this now, how long did you end up being there for? Were you there a full 28 days? 28 or?
2: days. Full 28 okay. days. So then you come out of rehab and what do you decide to do? You know, they instruct me on how to work a recovery program. And Vinny, I'm this guy, I'm like all in. I only know how to do things one way, and it's all in. It's not good when you're an alcoholic and an addict. It's good when you want to be successful. And I took the steps that were laid out before me, and I attacked it. I attacked it like my life was dependent on it, because it was. Yeah, for sure. So I did everything they instructed. Recovery meetings, making phone calls, picking people up—you name it, I did it.
0: All right. So, how long did that process last? It continues to this day. Oh wow! So yeah, it's almost like an accountability partner kind of thing where you, you... can say
2: that you can yeah. say that. It. That's it's good. An accountability partner, spiritual and basis,
1: okay. and
2: and realizing that no human power, no human, can fix you. You need something from higher realms, whatever you want to call that. That's awesome. Yeah.
0: That is awesome.
2: So there's a combining of energy, there's a mixing. Right. Like, so when Vinny and Adam are on the phone on the podcast, there's something happening there that's very difficult to describe, but there's a healing happening. Right. Somebody else with. You can't go on the mountains by yourself and meditate alcoholism and addiction away, just won't work. You can't go on the mountaintops and meditate cancer away. You right. know, we all need each other. We mm-hmm. all need help.
0: Yeah, that's the truth. We do. We all need each other. This is awesome. So you've gone through this. You're still in the process. So this is something that's special. And it sounds to me like uh, more of that all-in attitude that you have. How soon did that occur once you started heading in this right direction? Because the title of your book is of Holic. You're a best-selling author.
2: Tell me about your book. Tell me about Lotsaholic. Lotsaholic came out in March as well. It's been around for a while and I would give it out at recovery talks, treatment centers. I I kept it kind of under the radar because I was running a major manufacturing plant and I wasn't ready to launch any sort of new career. Okay. And when we sold the business, it was time, like, look, this had been burning inside of me for years, for years. Not for the attention of it, but because of when you go through something like you did and when you go through something like I did, it awakens something inside of you that's very difficult to explain to people. It's not you're wanting validation or attention because you are a cancer survivor or you recover from alcoholism, addiction, or you did it. You're trying to spread the word of like, this happened to me. This is what I experienced. This was the solution I found. If you think like me, behave like me, talk like me, if you have any sort of life that resembles mine and you're going through this type of pain too, this is why I wrote the book. Not everybody can afford $30,000 for treatment. Not everybody can, can, you know, it's, it's a different world. And I wanted people to be able to have all of the knowledge and the gifts that I was given. My editor and publisher said I knocked down the fourth wall Meaning, like, uh, you ever seen Ferris Bueller? Yeah, yeah. Remember how Ferris Bueller talks to you? Uh-huh. My book, you're in my head. You're understanding how alcoholism and addiction work. You're understanding fear. You're understanding why I'm lying, why I don't want to say this, why I'm hiding pills there, why I'm hiding alcohol there. You're, you know, you're, you're me, and then you go through the spiritual journey with me and come out the other end. So I knock down the fourth wall where the reader really has this journey with me. I'm not just telling it to them. They're right here. They're on the ride. And it's written the way I speak. So if you read the book, you're like, that's exactly how Adam talks. There's no big words. There's no fancy schmancy writing. It's my story. I take you from the pain and the torture of alcoholism and addiction, what it does to me, what it does to my family, what it does to my friends, all the way through recovery. Wow.
0: You on Amazon? Where can we get this book?
2: Yeah, I'm on Amazon right now. We're about to put out the audio book and I got really blessed that I got really blessed. It's a very long story. Excellent. Yeah, I'm really excited about that. That Um, is exciting. Writing a book was like giving it like, like, well, hold on. I don't want to insult any woman. I don't know. But for (laughs) me, it was having a baby. It was not easy. How long did it take you to put it together? That's I don't funny. want, to, I'm, I'm embarrassed to say. Okay, now, well I mean, I'm, I'm making
0: a stab at that myself and.
2: I don't, uh, I needed, I can only speak for myself and I do not suggest this for anybody. I needed the book to be from me, in my words. I had a writing coach, I had help to, but it had to be me, I didn't, I couldn't I have it. anybody else's word, I couldn't have anyone else's feel, but I needed to know how to tell a story. I need to know how to tell a series. So within my book, Superman comes up over and over and over. I need to know how to make certain things tight. I need to know how to show the reader, not tell the reader. You bring the reader into the story, into the movie, so they're experiencing it with you. So this thing took about 10 years.
1: You are listening to Leave Your Mind with your host, Vince Cortez. Leave Your mind. Inspiring the world. One guess at a time.
0: This idea of Superman in in the book, was the hero project before the book or was it after the book?
2: Vinny, you're catching me while everything's coming out now. It's like a lot. Yeah, you're catching me at a really special time of my life.
0: Oh, this is exciting. So we get to help be a part of the promotion. Absolutely. Right on. That's what I like. That's what I like. This is good. Do these two things parallel each other? You're going from
2: sharing your story in your book and drawing them in. So the Hero Project, I'm going to use terms here that are in the industry. I didn't know these terms. I guess I'm considered what is called a high ticket coach because my coaching program is not here's $27 and here's my material and here's a video. It's one-on-one coaching I have calendars developed that only the client I see. We itemize their day, keep them disciplined, organized. When they check something on the calendar, it actually hits the receptors—the same receptors like when you see a heart on Instagram, where you're like, "Ooh!" It hits. So when they're completing their tasks, they want to do more. I'm really happy about the systems we developed. My clients also go into a Slack community now. I have some big names in there, wow. so they like that because they feel welcomed into a different reality. <laughs> And we all share our wins in there. We all share information. But it's a lot of one-on-one with me. And I take the client from here, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, physically, to here. And when you want the financial component, when you're like, I also want to make money, I've teamed up with Zach Smith. You got to interview this guy. He's only 33 years old. I say that as a compliment to him. When I say only, his wisdom is of a 90-year-old. He's raised $350 million. He's a financial genius. So Zach and I teamed up, and he can help you bring your financial game from here to here. Even though I've done okay, that's not my primary focus. That's why Zach and I teamed up. Even though Zach did really well here, Mm -hmm. really well, his primary focus is not the total individual. So when we come together – it's the full package.
0: That's very exciting. So no one, this is launching also, or it's already online?
2: Uh, the Hero Project is available and open now. It is not an online thing. It's online now. Yes, 100%. Okay. Now, I do have an online course uh, called the Elevation Experience, which is a, a video series, and it's interactive with me, which is the template of the Hero Project. It gives you what the Hero Project lays out, Okay. In videos, but it's you don't have the one-on-one with me, so you don't have me holding your hand each step of the way. Okay, almost like an introductory of sorts to the Hebrew yeah. project. Yeah, and look, some people just can't afford the one-on-one coaching, and I want to make sure that I was able to help them as well. You know, I didn't want to be one of these guys where it's like, well, if you can't afford me, forget. I wanted to be able to say, well, I have this for you, I have that for right. you. That's because you'd been there,
0: you know. The idea is just because they don't have more money doesn't mean they shouldn't be allowed in the club.
2: 100%.
0: Especially when it's about bringing a right frame of mind and, and some perspective in life uh, that, that's going to help them out long term. So this is exciting. So I am so privileged to have you here. Know, Thanks, brother. So this is my closing question with you. That is the leave your mark. What would you want to be most remembered for? That big smile is a good
2: start. I'd like to say that when I'm dead at my eulogy, my kids and every person I've come in contact with would say, he made me proud. He really made me proud. Wow. Because, because I'm not doing it. I'm not, it's not a, it's a, it's a hard thing to explain to people, Vinny. It's like you get all the credit and you get this adulation, and you're not doing it for you, you know, if if you're doing it to help that person, you're doing it, I want that, I want to make that person proud. When I'm working with a client, Vinny, I want them to be proud of me. I don't want to be like, I'm up here, you're down. here. Like, I want them to be like, this guy walks the walk and talks the talk. It's the real deal. You know, like, I'm proud of that. Like, I'm proud to be working with him. I'm proud to be In the Hero Project, I'm proud to have him speak for me. I'm proud of this guy. My biggest fear would be to be a quack or a hypocrite. Wow. You know, to be a fake. Yeah. You know, I just, uh, it's it's a weird world. I think with your situation, it'd be
0: impossible to be a fake coming from where you had to show the accomplishments you've achieved. So you've elevated yourself to a level which you're not going to come back. You're a product of something that got you there.
2: It's how I'm wired, Vinny. I mean, listen, you, you want to know the truth? Upon my death, I want to hear the same thing. I want God to look at me being like, dude, you made me proud. What do you want to do next? There you go. If you were to open up and look at my heart, that's what you would see. That's a great one to finish up
0: on. But I do have to throw this one last thing in. Where are we at on the Elevation Challenge? When are we, when are we touching the rim? Oh, my Elevation Challenge.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so Vinny's talking about, I'm 5'6", and I'm 44 years old. And my goal is to dunk a tennis ball by September. So I'm at 9'6". The last week, I've been a little sick. I was a little freaking out because of the coronavirus. Thank God it wasn't that. Yeah. So I think I'm going to go back to jumping uh, Sunday, I hope. If not, one more week of rest. The goal now is to get 9'7".
0: Wow. You have dunked a tennis ball. That, that probably puts you What it. Did you do the measurement that? You're going to probably be getting up about three and a half feet, about 42
2: inches, 46 inches, something like that. Something that happened to me, and it seems like it's happened to you too, is I just realized that I had like a lot of limiting beliefs. I agree. I can... before he was young. I'm not 44 years old. You know what I mean? Like right. I, I look and feel better now than I did when I was 20. Yeah. So there, there's just some wiring in there that just had to be. Re- now I'm not saying I recover like when I was 20. You know, I'm not. I'm not a schmuck. But. <laughs> I'm, but I'm able to do things that I didn't know I could do.
0: Yeah. Well, it's nice because your whole process has been about opening yourself up. Yeah. And it's like the cool part now is is you're getting the is this where the, the cultural uh dogma of aging gracefully is? Because I think they misinterpret that for looks. Yeah. But the reality in life is is the physicality is in your youth, but you have no brains. Yeah. You know, now you you're in that middle life <laughs> where you have acquired the brains and the experience. It's two days to heal instead of one day to get back in the gym.
2: Yeah. If there's anything I could do to attract people to a spiritual life, you know, it's difficult for me not to use the word God. And I don't want to scare anybody listening to the podcast because in 2020, that's a divisive word, which I can't believe. That's disturbing. It's disturbing. But if I can attract people to a higher reality of what they see going on, Mm -hmm. there's something beautiful going on. Yeah. And if it's through a 44 year old guy that could dunk a tennis ball or a coaching program, or speaking, or a book. The whole thing is pointing to one direction, God. Yes. You know what I mean, Vinny? The whole thing is about one thing, and one thing only. I agree, I agree 100%. Okay, Adam. All right, brother. I really appreciate me giving me your time. Yeah, man, let me know if there's anything I could do for you, and plus, I have a couple of friends that I think would be great guests for you.
0: This is excellent, I really appreciate it. You worked through it really well. Today, our guest on Leave Your Mark, Adam Jablin. He's a best-selling author of Holic. He is an entrepreneur. He's recently sold his family business for nine digits, creator of the Hero Project coaching program, and he has online program called Elevation Experience. And he is a recovering addict from drugs and alcohol, and he's clean and sober for 14 years sober now. And most importantly, he is a child of God, and he is our guest today on Leave your mark
1: you just left your mark thanks for listening listening. listen to more episodes on demand just click leave your mark with Vince Cortez